Are you using AI tools like ChatGPT? Do you know about all the other AI tools that are out there that can help support your teaching, your curriculum, and save you a ton of time? Well, today, Noemi Rodriguez, a Spanish teacher in New Jersey, has thrown herself into the AI world, and she is here to share lots of resources and tell us about all the incredibly helpful ways that we can leverage AI tools as language teachers. Okay, I can't wait any longer, so let's jump in. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello, my friends. Bonjour, mes amis. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral, and you know, if you've listened to 100-plus episodes, that I always start by saying thank you so much for listening because you're a teacher who's not at school right now. You're in your car. You're somewhere else. You're doing something, taking a walk, and you're listening to a podcast about language teaching. I mean, that is going the extra mile or two miles. Just, just you're an incredible educator for just simply doing that amongst many other things. So thank you so much for being here. So today, we are going to talk about a topic that so many people have been asking for. And we're going to be talking about AI. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. And I touched upon this in an episode last year. And somebody said, uh, when are you going to do a full episode? And I said, when I come across somebody who's really well versed on it and couple of weeks back, I was on Twitter, aka X, can't believe we're calling it that now. But anyway, and uh, so Noemi, who's with me today, Noemi Rodriguez, she put out on Twitter, hey, those of you with podcasts, who wants to talk about AI tools? I know some stuff about AI tools. And I said, I found my person. So I reached out and I got Noemi Rodriguez to be here on the podcast with us today. So uh, Noemi is a Spanish teacher and also a world language director and ESL director in her school. And she is in New Jersey. And she has kind of gotten herself into the tech world a bit and doing some consulting on her own and working with language departments. So she, I'm just excited to talk about AI tools with her so much. And I'm so happy to have you here, Noemi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me <laughs> yeah. today. I'm really excited to be here. I can tell I'm excited about this because I'm like up four octaves. So I need to bring it down a little bit. So I'm not doing that so much. Let's start right in because um, I... I I want to kind of get some of the background about AI, but I want to spend most of our time with the tools because that's what people really want. But before we get to the tools, um, can you just like make the case for AI? What is it and why should we be embracing them? Absolutely. So as language teachers, I like to think of AI as your personal assistant. If you're looking for an easy way to get something that may take you hours to do, there are I'm sure is an AI tool to help you. So I would advocate that if you are lesson planning or you're responding to an email or you just need help thinking about some creative ways to deliver a particular lesson, 
there's an AI tool that's out there that can assist you. So it's like your new best friend, but it, <laughs> it talks to you. It will learn you. It will adapt. It's, it's very fascinating. And so as teachers are considering this, and really, it, it can seem overwhelming. It seems every day when I go on social media or I see in my Facebook feed, there's a new tool. There's a new tool. And a lot of it can feel overwhelming because of that. Um, so how can we kind of approach this without all of the over overwhelm, like a good place to yeah. start? Yeah. So um, I think it's really important, too, to consider what it is that you're looking for first. There's some search engines that have developed to find the best AI tool based on what it is that you want to do. So there's an AI for that and also Futurepedia work really nicely that if, let's say, you're looking to create a presentation for back to school night and um, you want AI to help you do that, you can type that into your search criteria and it'll give you a whole bunch of different tools. Some are free, some are um, known as freemiums where you get X amount before you get charged. But since ChatGPT's launched several months ago, there's over 500 AI tools. So really honing in specifically on what it is that you're looking to do is helpful. And then potentially joining some of these Facebook groups that are run by other language educators and teachers to get ideas and to just kind of see what people are talking about, see what people are sharing. And I always find it really helpful to do a little bit of research first and then see maybe what I want to try and always trying maybe one thing first before, you know, just launching in and clicking all the buttons. I always mm -hmm. appreciate the approach of one thing at a time, maybe one tool at a time, um, just so you don't get overwhelmed because mm -hmm. it can be very overwhelming. I think when chat GPT first came on the scene, a lot of language teachers were equating it to Google Translate and students are just going to use it for Google Translate. And I think that has unfortunately transferred to the apprehension teachers are actually having about using it. And it feels like it's cheating and it's doing my job for me. So yeah. help us with that hurdle. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to say teaching in 2023 is hard enough. I look at AI as how can this help me in this particular um, context, right? So I guess I, I look at it less as cheating and I try to embrace how, how can this tool help me and potentially how can it help my students? So talking with your students and just being upfront too at the start of the school year, because chances are they know how to use it probably better than you do at this point. <laughs> and you may have to have some of those conversations at the start of the school year just to set some guidelines about acceptable use and how we want to use this tool responsibly. I would also advocate that it doesn't replace you as the teacher. Ultimately, it creates almost like a really nice rough draft of perhaps what you want to use, but you as the you know creative mind behind the lesson, you're going to want to go in and you're going to want to make modifications and tweaks and changes, and uh, only you can do that. So it, it provides, I think, a nice start, but it doesn't replace a great teacher. I think great teaching mm -hmm. is, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is just here to help us. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I think that's starting to to answer some of the questions about the the concerns of it. And so I just want to just a couple of more things about that is when yeah. we're looking at, like, say, lesson planning 
And because you you just said, you know, it's not going to replace the teacher. And I think another concern is it's going to make the the lessons less personal. Like when you're doing your your lesson planning, that it's not going to be my voice. It's going to, and then eventually everyone's just going to have the same voice. Like that that apprehension in there. So how can we make sure that there's still that personal touch on what an right. AI tool is generating? Right. I think taking, like I shared before, anything that it creates and then modifying it, you know your students, you know what they're capable of. Making those changes, first and foremost, you have to read what it creates. You can't just copy paste and put it into a lesson. You want to go through it and make sure it is accurate. It is what you want to express. There's different ways too. If you tell, for example, ChatGPT to make the lesson more engaging or make it more creative, it will do that. It will adapt and make changes to the original version or the third version, which is really nice that it listens to you in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it will continue to modify it until you feel it's at a point where, you know what, this is really original, or I really think that I can now use this and then just make a few changes to it before I present this to my students. Yeah, I've been in that situation of using it where I'll, I'll ask it to do something in a different way. And mm -hmm. I might not actually like the the content, but I actually like the idea it came up with. And so I end up taking the idea and using it for something else. But it's definitely not something I would have come up with on my own. Exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of the fun of it, too, in terms of being your personal assistant, because it generates all these ideas. And you're like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's actually really neat. Let me try that um, this next class. Or let me share this with a colleague and see if this is something that could work for both of us the next time we approach this unit. Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate the brainstorming aspect of it, because it it helps you generate, as you were sharing before, new and different ways. The other kind of concern about it is it is artificial. So when it comes to looking at things like culture, like how can we find that balance of using something that's artificially created? It is artificial <laughs> intelligence, right? But we want it to continue to be meaningful interaction with our students and also making sure that the culture is authentic, so what are some ways that we can use it to make sure that we're still tapping into the the cultural aspects? In terms of like celebrations and and maybe perspectives or practices of a potential target culture, there is it does have a robust library of information that you can pull from if you want to talk about certain cultural aspects with your students or get a reading or get a lesson or get a presentation, for example, based on Dia de los Muertos, which is coming up. If you have um, one of these presentation AI tools generate a beautiful presentation dedicated to Dia de los Muertos, there's a lot that it will put out there for you and great pictures as well that are very captivating. So it gives you a nice lens into the culture. But again, you as the teacher have to determine, okay, what's going to be appropriate for my students, their proficiency level, what's going to, you know, be a meaningful activity based on this particular um, cultural aspect that we're discovering today. So it really depends, again, on the on the teacher, on the class, and every class and every teacher is unique. There's definitely no cookie cutter way of, of language teaching. So 
Now that we we have all the the case for and the reasons and the overwhelm out of the way, uh, now what everyone came to the party for, some examples of how we can actually use it in our classroom. Because this is the type of stuff where sometimes I'll find something and I'll tell a colleague and within 10 minutes they do it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. So I know that teachers are going to hear this and they're going to be doing it tonight or tomorrow. So what are some ideas that you can share with us about using these AI tools in our class? Classroom. That's why, too, when I had reached out to you on X, right, we're calling it that now, <laughs> um, I was just so excited about what I was seeing it do. And I thought people really need to at least know about this and maybe dip their toe if they're interested. So one tool, for example, that I've been having a lot of fun with, it's called magicschool.ai. So Magic School as a time-saving tool does a lot of different things and it they just they keep listening to teachers which is really nice so they keep the, the platform is open it's free um, anybody can log in create an account and then once you're in there there's a whole suite of options for you as an educator if you want the um, email responder tool you can go ahead and type in just basic information about what it is that you need to say. Maybe it's to a parent, maybe it's to um, a colleague, and you don't know how to phrase it. You can put that information into Magic School, and it will generate a, a, a response for you. Now, of course, like we said before, you want to take that as like the first draft. And what I also appreciate for our L's and for if we're trying to communicate with parents that don't speak English, same thing. We can generate an email and then change it to a to whatever language it is that we need to communicate with those families. So I really like that aspect of it. There's a lesson plan generator within Magic School. There's an IEP generator as well within Magic School, behavioral accommodations. There's just a lot of like neat time-saving tools within this uh, suite. So I, again, I appreciate that Magic School just keeps evolving. Um, they actually recently came out with an AI-resistant uh, tool. So you can run students' work through it to make sure that AI wasn't used to create <laughs> whatever it is that they submitted. Mm -hmm. So that's something too. Mm -hmm. I, they're, re they're really listening to teachers and trying to make it as... Um, comprehensive of a platform as possible. And I just want to also preface, I don't work mm -hmm. for any of these companies. I don't represent <laughs> any particular company. I'm just speaking from my own experiences of playing around and seeing really what I like with my uh, world language teacher hat on. And everything that you mentioned, I'm going to make sure for listeners, the links will be in the show notes. So if you're Great. driving right now, don't worry about <laughs> it. I will make sure it's all in the show notes for you. Another tool that I really like it's called diffit.me. It's also in beta right now. And what it is, is for, especially for English teachers or anyone who's looking for reading content or wants to potentially modify uh, reading content that you already have, it will take any topic and generate a reading passage for you at a particular grade level. I did recommend to the company, maybe they'll consider doing Lexile levels and thinking about um, reading passages at different Lexile levels but it'll provide a reading passage for you. And then automatically, because it knows you're a teacher and it knows that you have to create activities around that reading passage, it will generate multiple choice questions, short answer questions, open-ended prompts. There's a lot that comes just from that one reading passage. And what's really neat is you hit a little export button and it goes right into a Google Doc. Oh, wow. So immediately <laughs> you have it in Google Doc 
and then you can share it with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. So the sometimes when I was playing around with ChatGPT, copy paste, copy paste, copy mm-hmm. paste. That's what I appreciated about Diffit. It already put it in a user-friendly um, environment for me as a teacher, where now I can either share it with my colleagues or with my students right from Google Docs, which is really nice. So are you able to do this in multiple languages on that website as well? Yes. So Magic School does multiple languages. Diffit.me does multiple languages. So um, you just have to choose which language it is that you want the resource mm-hmm. to be created in. It also allows you to put in a URL. So let's say you have this great article that you've been using for years, or maybe it's a recent article that you just came across that you want to put into um, diffit.me. It'll then take the article and generate the activities, and it can also modify the reading level. So when we talk about differentiation for our students, that is a really nice way where maybe you have three different reading levels in, let's say, a Spanish four. So you have some maybe novice high students, intermediate low, intermediate Mm -hmm. mid, there's just a mix. So you can take the reading passage and maybe create a scaffold and have version A, version B, version C. And then in small groups, you can have the students read the same passage, but at different reading levels. And it's based on this original Mm -hmm. article that you've used before. And the last way that diffit.me is really neat is you can take a PDF file. So let's say you have a scanned copy of something, or let's say you have something in your wheelhouse of um, readings, you can take that PDF and same concept. It will read it and it will generate activities based on that reading, which I really like. I like the idea with the URL that you can take authentic resources from a website Mm -hmm. and put it in. And I know that there are a lot of proponents of that you alter the task and not the text um, to keep it authentic. Um, But I think with authentic resources, if you're looking at novice to intermediate low students, a lot of authentic resources are just linguistically very advanced. And this is one way of taking the content and keeping the content authentic, but maybe bringing the the text type down to their level. I say it's just say down to exactly. their level, but meet them at level there. Because whereas you were right. saying the chat GPT, I think they're sort of two years behind, right, in terms of what's been published on the internet. I don't know what the date right. is, but this is a way of right. taking something that's current. It could have been from this morning. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's another, there's one more tool too that I just want to make mention of. It's called, I just stumbled upon it because again, I'm, I'm looking for free tools <laughs> for now <laughs> and things that will make our lives easier. Um, from the student perspective, there's a tool called Learn with Carlos. You can chat directly with Carlos and he will respond in whatever language you're practicing. So I thought for just a simulated interpersonal conversation task or just just give students more practice with conversational skills, I thought that was a neat way to be able to to do that on the fly with any language. So I appreciate that tool as well as interpersonal skills and building that with our students. And if they know, if Learn with Carlos, Carlos, I'm going to call him Carlos, I'm assuming somebody's named Carlos over there, that if they know (laughs) teachers are using it, then there will be some discretion used. Because I know teachers will always say, oh, but then they're going to get into this conversation and how do we control for the content? And I think the more teachers that are using this, the more the content will be controlled. Exactly. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) Have you learned some effective 
ways, I guess I'll say, of writing prompts to get what you want rather than just like write a quiz about verbs, you know, like, like how right. can we use it <laughs> to get what we want? <laughs> you have to be very specific. That is my advice to all that are listening right now. You have to be very specific and you have to um, tell ChatGPT to act as a Spanish teacher. You are a seventh grade French teacher, be a sixth grade language arts teacher. You have to be very specific. So ChatGPT has to know who it is that they're designing whatever whatever it is that you're looking for. And then you want to define the task. You want to be very clear. You want to be specific. You want to use some action words and whatever the goal is. You also want to include who your audience is. So if you are a ninth grade Spanish teacher in a high school setting, you want to provide that information to ChatGPT and also provide the language level. So I, I like, I was creating some prompts and I was saying, my students are novice mid, my students are novice high. So I was being very specific. You can also provide an example of what you're looking for. And then as ChatGPT creates what it is that you're looking for, the original version, you can tell it, make it more engaging, make it more creative, delete this, change this, and ChatGPT will listen to that feedback and refine and modify that version to hopefully get it to a place where you think it's ready for your eyes and your quick modifications, and then eventually to use with the students. I was at the uh, AATF conference in Quebec last month, and there was a lot of talk of using ChatGPT, and what I was hearing from people is that it's not perfect yet with understanding the actful levels, like the the difference between a novice mid and a novice high is sometimes a little more complicated. But what I was hearing from teachers is that they're having better results by using the European language frameworks rather than the actual proficiency. So if they so teachers listening that for some reason, I don't know if it's European based um, and that's why it's doing that. The A1, A2, B1, B2, right? C1, C2. I think those are the, the six mm-hmm. um, that correlate to what we have here through ACTFL. Um, I've, I've put in though, my students are in their first year, novice mid, limit this to 50 words, mm-hmm. for example, make sure you include X, Y, and Z words, repeat these words, because when you're creating a source or creating a text, I wanted it to, let's say I'm creating something all about families. Mm -hmm. And I know that my students, it's, you know, the third month of school, and we're just diving into all of these words and and expressions. And I try to be as specific as possible. So chat GPT doesn't go off into no man's land with what it creates, Mm -hmm. but it it creates something very specific. But I appreciate the, the European, um, uh, rating scale and that suggestion. So I'm definitely going to yeah. try that. And I think the the more teachers that are using it and using those prompts and like if you put in novice mid and you think, no, this needs to be simplified more, that the more teachers that do that, the more it's going to recognize that novice mid is simpler than what it's producing. You know, so we just need to exactly. keep using it and all of that. And on the desktop of my computer, I have way too many of those little sticky notes, not physical ones, but the virtual sticky notes. Right. And I have 
all kinds of chat GPT prompts on there for what I'm going to do that I just cut and pasted as I'm using them. And uh, like, for example, um, act as Joshua Cabral, the host of the World Language Classroom podcast. And I say what the podcast is and what is it about? And then I say, can I have five questions for <laughs> Noemi Rodriguez Grimshaw about using AI tools in the classroom. And guess where I got the five questions I'm asking you oh my today? Gosh. <laughs> I haven't actually done That's it for other great. episodes, but for this one, I was like, I'm going to use ChatGPT to come up with the questions for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I love that you did that. Why not? You know, it, it at least it started our conversation yeah. and it helped guide our conversation. Yes, That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of like, uh, recommendations for teachers, you gave some great resources here. Where are you continuing to develop your understanding about in education? Is it conferences? Is it books? Is it websites? Any recommendations for teachers? So I jump onto webinars when I see them come up. Uh, I get really excited when folks are sharing. On an international level, I attended a conference that was, I guess, hosted out of Guatemala, and I got to learn from a bunch of different people, which is really exciting. And I know IALTT has done some different webinars with AI as a focus as well. So I just keep, I feel like almost like a sponge right now. I'm just doing a lot of research, a lot of absorption, testing things out, trying things out. Um, with the hope of, of course, turnkeying it and making sure that and that people know feel empowered to use these tools and it's not scary for them. So I would I would recommend you know jump on a webinar, see if um, one of these Facebook groups. If you have a question or if you have a comment, of course, put it in there. See who who replies to you. People are really thankfully very supportive of one another right now because it is totally new for all of us and we're all mm -hmm. learning as we go and these tools as i shared with you before they j it just keeps growing it just more mm -hmm. and more comes out probably every day so it instead of you know you can't keep up with it all but you learn as you go and you mm -hmm. and you see what works for you and what is most meaningful based on what you're going to do this school year with right. your students so how can uh, teachers be connecting with you, reaching out, and uh, continuing these AI conversations? As you shared before, uh, being in the school district right now, I'm, I'm home on maternity leave for the next year, and I launched a, a consulting business uh, with the help of um, some of my friends, and I'm looking to really just support world language teachers and departments. And AI happens to be um, something that I'm fascinated by and that I'm really excited about everything that I've discovered so far. So any way that I can help support departments, teachers through the Lolo Gramos uh, community. Um, but I have some social media presence. I'm trying to put, a, put together a fall institute all about AI for world language teachers. So stay tuned. I'm excited about what's to come, but... <laughs> And your your X and or AKA Twitter handle for Lologramos is team underscore Lologramos. Is that it? Correct. Yep. Okay. It's so on X on Instagram. I started a YouTube channel as well with some of these mini videos to help teachers. So team underscore Lologramos. There's a Facebook community as well that I started with just the understanding that we're all here to help one another. Mm -hmm. And if we can collaborate and share in another space, why not? And we'll make sure that yeah. links to all of your social media to get in contact are in the show notes as well. So before we say our goodbyes, which I'm sad to do because I love talking about this AI stuff, and you've been wonderful, 
I like to leave our listeners with some hearty advice. Um, so what is some advice that you could leave with us about engaging with AI tools? I think to just take a deep breath, take it slow, and try try something new and see if it works for you. And if it helps you, then then great, <laughs> then awesome, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, I love anything that will save me time. And in this day and age, everybody is so, so busy and there's always so much going on. Um, so if it can save us an hour worth of, you know, scratching our heads, not really sure what to do, it can give us a good brainstorm and some nice ideas, then then give it a try. See you know, see what happens. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for all of your insights and your suggestions. And I'm going to be up really late tonight going through magic school and diff it. And I'm going to chat with learn with Carlos. I'm going to try out all these, uh, these new things as our listeners, I'm sure are going to do as well. So thank you so much for reaching out and joining me here on the podcast. It has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I so appreciate your time and and everything that we've talked about tonight. Thank you so much. What are your takeaways from that conversation with Noemi Rodriguez? I've added some new tools to my list of AI resources for sure. I'm sure you have as well. Be sure to check out the show notes to connect with Noemi and also see all of the links that she talked about. You'll also see the link to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter that has tips and resources for language teaching. There's lots of links. You'll also see a link to get in touch with me if you'd like to work together, either in person in your school or remotely. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the World Language Classroom podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Connect with me on X, aka Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at WL Classroom. And for even more valuable resources, visit my website, wlclassroom.com, where you'll find over 300 blog posts about language teaching. So stay inspired, keep growing, and continue making a difference in your language classroom.